0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Speak Out Convos, where we speak up and speak out against domestic violence. I am your host, Michaela, and I am joined today with a very special guest, Dwayne, a published author of The Ripple Effects of Domestic Violence and a motivational speaker. How are you doing today, Dwayne?
1: I'm doing great, Michaela. I'm honored to be here, and thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, you're more than welcome. Okay, so we're going to get into some questions. Um, What do you feel needs to be done to bring more support to victims and survivors of domestic violence?
1: Well, I think that one of the things that we need to do to bring more support is education and awareness. Um, A lot of people don't know the depths of uh, domestic violence and don't know there's a difference between domestic violence and domestic abuse. Um, domestic violence is where you see the hitting, the slapping, the kicking, the punching, and domestic abuse is where you see the uh, more um, uh, the more uh, mental aspect of it, where you have verbal abuse, emotional abuse, and psychological abuse. And that's also where you find financial abuse as well, is where the, the abuser controls the purse strings, not allow the uh, the abused to leave, um, restricts where they're, their comings and goings, um, and how they're able to you know, find safe houses.
0: Definitely. Um, Can you please explain to our audience um, some of the work that you've done to help raise awareness uh, to domestic violence um, and kind of talk about your book and what are some of your future plans of your work?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, My advocacy started in um, about 10 years ago. Um, I was working in the city uh, department for the city of Durham, it was the human relations department and I co-chaired a domestic violence task force. Um, and it was a community task force. Um, that's where we took the uh, different agencies um, and we received cases and tried to get uh, services for uh, the, uh, the cases that were received. Um, we had someone from law enforcement, um, sheriff in the city of Durham Police Department. We had someone from um, the uh, DA's department, district attorney's office. And we had someone from um, uh, domestic violence shelter. And we also had, you know, someone who specifically, um, an agency to specifically help with the Hispanic community. What we do know about the Hispanic community is that uh, they don't like to talk to the police um, for in fear of the police. Um, so we had a, an agency that uh, that specifically targeted them, let them know that it was okay um, to talk to them about domestic violence or domestic abuse, and that they were here to help. And they didn't have to fear the police, you know, for other things like fear of deportation or fear that they will be locked. Um, and last year when I launched my book I had a, a panel discussion and that's where I took uh, uh, community leaders from different areas that the uh, domestic violence affected I had someone from emergency services um, I had someone from the uh, religious sector I had someone a domestic violence advocate and I also had someone from um, law enforcement as well and the mental health um, this year in March I also plan on doing a, um, a workshop um, it's called uh, Homelessness and Domestic Abuse, what links them. And what we know about domestic violence is that uh, domestic violence can, or domestic abuse can cause homelessness through financial abuse. Um, that's where the, um, the abuser uh, controls the purse strings, um, tells the abuser what they can as far as money, um, m- makes bad decisions as far as you know the credit and, and bad debt. Um, This year in August, I'm also doing a back-to-school event. And that's where we focus on the fastest-growing category for domestic violence, which is the 16 to 24-year-old. Also, I'm having a a keynote speaker. I'm also being a keynote speaker at a domestic violence gala in Greensboro, North Carolina.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Um, So you have some amazing uh, things going on, um, which is great. Uh, can you kind of talk uh, to our audience about your book and where um, where can people find it? You know, let our audience know where they could find it um, if they want to read it. Uh, kind of tell us, you know, what inspired you to write the book. Um, I think that there's a lot of people in, in our audience uh, who would love to read it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you can find my book on Amazon.com. Um, or you can find it on my website. See Dwayne um My book is called uh, "The Ripple Effect: The Lasting Effects of Domestic Violence," and it tells how it takes. It's, it's pretty much inspired by the task force that I had because we had a community effort. But I talk about different things that also affect. You know, domestic violence has an effect. In it. Um, I talk about you know mental health. I talk about uh, generational curses where you know. If you're in an abusive relationship, your children may be in an abusive relationship just by seeing the, the abusive relationship that you've been in. And the cycle continues. Um, it also talks about um, how to spot a domestic violence um, abuser, the red flags or signs of a domestic violence abuser. Um, it also talks about you know how domestic violence is a is a, a silent um, topic in you know religion. Um, how you can um, go to church with someone. Um, and look at them and see that they're being abused and, you know, uh, religious leaders won't say anything. That keeps the uh, abuse in that type of relationship because they don't feel like they have an outlet.
0: Definitely. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. Um, so, so I think that that's an amazing thing. Um, I think that your book is inspiring um, and definitely is going to help a lot of people. Um, I read it um, and and when I read it, I got a lot of insight about um, a lot of things that I feel like I wasn't really knowledgeable um, about before. So I appreciate you for that. Um well,
1: domestic violence is always evolving. So uh, something that I know, um, maybe something that someone else doesn't know. So I always take you know information from other advocates or other survivors, or you know people that I talk to in the community about you know abuse. And we all can take something from somebody else. I mean, like I said, domestic, even though the tactics are the same that an abuser use, they evolve over time.
0: Yes, definitely. They definitely do. Um, you kind of talked a little bit about this, um, but I'd like to hear some of your insight a little bit more um, from your experience and your work. Um, Do you feel like mental health and domestic violence are directly related? And what are some um, things that you feel um, we could provide more um, to those who are suffering from uh, mental illnesses, especially as domestic violence advocates? Um,
1: Definitely. Um, Domestic violence is uh, definitely related to mental illness. Um, In my book, I talk about, you know, Borderline personality disorder, um, where that's a disorder that uh, that has has the characteristics in an abuser. An abuser, uh, the borderline personality disorder, um, they're horrible in relationships, families, co-workers, marriages. They're highly sensitive to rejection with a propensity for violence, and they have extreme highs and lows. Um, um, I also talk about in my book, uh, narcissistic personality disorder. that's also what a you know an abuser will look like. They also have those characteristics. They have uh, visions of grandeur, self absorbed lack empathy, and they're not self-aware. They lack lack any accountability for their for the damage they inflict, and they have an uh, inflated sense of entitlement. Um, the victim feels like they're walking on eggshell uh, or broken glass. They continuously go through an emotional you know roller coaster, you know ups and downs, and highs and lows. Um, and the, the domestic violence relationship is the, is the only relationship that's set up to cause that kind of tra- trauma or damage. Um, in my workshop, I, I talk about a, a cycle of abuse. And there are five stages of it. I talk about, you know, the honeymoon stage. That's where you get, you know, gifts, flowers, compliments, uh, vacations. Everything looks, you know, peaches and creams. And then the possessiveness starts. where well, the possessive side looks like a caring and loving boyfriend. But in actuality that's where you know stalking happens you know he you monitors your phone calls monitors you know your activities your comings your goings, um and then you talk about the i talk about the uh, isolation and that's where the, the 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 real abuse really starts because then he starts to isolate you he starts to isolate you from your family starts to isolate you from your friends um, and that's also where the financial abuse happens too because it tracks your spending uh, controls, controls your spending, controls medication, um, creates bad debt. Creates bad debt that restricts you from actually leaving. And then I talk about the intimidation. That's where you get, you know, broken, you know, property, furniture. Um, he threatens you, brandishes weapons. Um, that's also where it ha- happens. You know, forced rape or forced pregnancies. That allows him to keep you there or make you feel like you can't go anywhere. And then there's the abuse. That's where the physical abuse happens. And this cycle starts back over again with the honeymoon statement.
0: Yes, you're right. Domestic violence uh, definitely is a cycle. Um, and it doesn't end, in, uh, you know, until um, that cycle is broken. So you made some very good points there. Um, and also on
1: the, on the uh, uh, abused part of it, there's also, the you know, there's a tactic that they use. It's called gaslighting. Gaslighting is where the abuser was so of out. That makes the uh uh victim um doubt that the abuse will have that the abuse happens or that anyone will believe um those are the kind of, it's the kind of conditioning that uh pimps kidnappers um and cult leaders use
0: right you're you're right about that um and, and it, it's it's really sad you know because it it breaks down you know the person's sense of self-worth, you know, and they lose that, that confidence in their self. Uh, I know in my domestic violence situation, you know, I, I lost a lot of my strength, um, because those tactics, you know, they do break you down, um, over time. Um, so for anybody who's going through that, you know, please reach out to someone and know that you're not alone. Um, there are people who, who definitely care about you and, and, and want to help, um, in your personal opinion, do you feel that emergency personnel um, could be better equipped to help uh, victims and survivors? Like, as far as having some type of special training um, that they should go through um, to better be able to, to deal with those high intensity situations?
1: Definitely. Most definitely. Um, I think uh, emergency uh, services workers should uh, go through... Um, sensitivity training, um, sensitivity training for, um, abuse, um, because, you know, once you're called, once you're on a call for a domestic violence, uh, uh, situation, you may not know that the abused may not want to talk for in fear of danger for also in fear of danger of their children. Um, just because an abuser leaves doesn't stop them from, from victimizing, you know, the abused. they may come back after they left after they left and um, still com- continue to victimize the abuse. Um, if we had uh, sensitivity training, we would know how to react to you know, that situation.
0: Okay, okay, wonderful. Um, in closing, is there anything um, inspirational that you might like to tell our audience or, or anything else um, you'd like to, to add?
1: Yes, um, two parts, um, it's for um, advocates, um, second part is for the abuse. Um, one of the things that activated my active, activism as far as um, domestic violence was uh, one of the cases that we received was this woman who was being abused. Um, every day she would receive phone calls uh, from an abuser telling her that he's digging her grave. Now, the thing about that relationship or that situation is that she could actually see Apartment from a vacant lot that uh, that she lived in so she was in walking distance uh, within the police department every day uh, her abuser will call and say I'm digging your grave you know I'm gonna kill you um, stuff like that uh, one day that the uh, the abuser actually uh, came there and started knocking on the door trying to get in harassing her she was on the phone. Um, calling the police, telling them that he's at a, he's at a door, calling her, harassing her. Um, he's trying to get in my house. And as the police pulled up, he was actually driving by. Um, in that situation, she asked the you know police, what more What more can I do? As advocates, we need to take that question you know a little bit further. What more can we do? By saying something or you know doing more. It may help somebody out in the long run. It may, it may, you know, get someone out of this uh, domestic violence situation. That relationship um, came to an end. That case had a, a violent end to it because what happened was is that he actually kidnapped her daughter and killed her. Wow! He killed her, he was, he was on the run for about two weeks and then he killed himself. So. As advocates, as advocates, we can do more because just us having a conversation, just us talking about domestic violence, just was, just because we can bring awareness, because we can bring education, it can, it can help. And for survivors or the abused um, or victims, I say this: um, you, you need to know that domestic violence can happen to anyone. It's not your fault. Nothing that you that you do. Um, gives anyone the right to put their hands on it. Um, It it happens uh, to anyone, any race, creed, color, and even sex. And just know that, you know, once a domestic violence or domestic abuse situation happens, it only gets worse. And just know that the life that you're, the the life that you may be saving may be your own. Um, I think we could, uh, do a lot more um, just by having those conversations.
0: Yes, definitely. I, I feel like without these conversations, you know, we can't create change. Um, and a lot of times, you know, people don't want to talk about the harsh realities of domestic violence because it is, you know, a, a touchy subject to have a conversation about, but um, it's, it's it's important uh, that we talk about these things and bring more awareness to it and talk about the things that kind of make us uncomfortable. Um,
1: yeah. And also also too, let me add this also, you know, for advocates, reach out to your lawmakers, change the legislation, change the laws. Um, uh, stalking first, uh, uh, the first stalking law happened in 1989. Today, stalking looks a little bit different in, in this era. Reach out to your lawmakers about um, more funding for domestic violence. There's not enough shelters. There's not enough you know, transitional housing. The, this is a way that you actually can get a uh, an, an abuse out of their situation. And it doesn't ha- have to come to death, but it doesn't have to come to any more violence.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, the lack of resources. Um it is sad i experienced uh, homelessness after my domestic violence situation Mm -hmm. i was released uh, straight from the hospital to the streets and i felt like not only did i have to fight my perpetrator but i kind of felt like i was fighting the system as well um i i I felt disposable Mm -hmm. to the world so homelessness and domestic violence um, are directly related and we do need to get more involved in our communities um, like you said, and talk to our legislators, talk to our lawmakers, um, go to our local domestic violence shelters, even if it's just volunteering our time. Um, I feel like we're all a piece of a puzzle um, and we have to kind of put all those pieces together to create a beautiful picture. So. Um, I always like to end Speak Out Convos with the domestic violence hotline, which is 1-800-799-7233. It's a free 24 seven confidential hotline. Um, Dwayne, thank you so much for coming on Speak Out Convos. You're an inspiration and to a lot of people and I appreciate you um, sharing your insight and I look forward to seeing some of the future work that that's in store for you.
1: Thank you so much. I think it's an important conversation that we need to have. And I also think it's an important conversation that men also need to have. So me speaking about this was very important to me because it's, it's coming from someone who looks like someone that maybe that does 90% of the abuse.
0: Yes, and, and, and um, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Um, please check out his book, um, on amazon.com again it is called the ripple effects of domestic violence um thank you so much um and you will hear again from me soon to my audience thank you.